We all have a story to tell. The longer our lives, the richer our stories. When I look at you, I see a woman of strength, integrity, character. A woman who has seen hardships, struggles, pain, and loss. A woman who has compassion, love, courage, and power. A woman who has succeeded, failed, and learned. A woman who will continue to persevere and thrive. When I look at you, I see a woman who is wise, not withered. Hello and welcome to the Wise Not Withered podcast. This is episode 10 of season 3. So my points today, um, I just wanted to preface this episode by saying that the things I'm going to talk about today could be considered controversial, um, just in the sense that there are lots of different viewpoints, and I, I guess you could say that about pretty much everything I talk about on this podcast, and maybe... If you want to get really meta, really deep, you could consider every opinion controversial because of the fact that not everyone shares the same opinions as everyone else, Um, which sounds really obvious, but sometimes people don't really realize that and see the validity in um, not just the validity, but the importance and really um, how necessary it is to have different opinions from lots of different perspectives. Okay, I'm really super vague right now, but I just wanted to preface that with um, there might be some things that you don't agree with. And if you don't, please reach out, comment on this, um, either on my website or send me an email, you know, write a review. I don't think I even have any reviews yet. So I'm not like, oh no, I'm going to get canceled because I'm not even like whatever the opposite of that is. Um, I don't really know if anyone is listening to this. Um, So I just, I encourage you to keep an open mind. And if there are things you disagree with, I encourage you to look inward And I just, I feel like, um, feeling triggered, you know, can, it can be a sign of past hurt and actually something that is a problem with what someone is saying, or it can just be something that is pushing up against your beliefs and your boundaries And it's not necessarily that the other person is inherently wrong, but it might just be an opportunity for you to examine your own beliefs. So that's how I will preface this episode. Um, So let's just get right into it. Um, So the first thing is one of my good friends is um, pregnant with her second child And she talked about how her abdominal muscles have separated. And I was like, whoa, like what? What does that even mean? Um, And she talked about how 
her belly looks really different now and it probably will look like this for the rest of her life. And she said that her own mother had that same look. Um, her stomach looked similar after carrying and delivering three children. So I, I was really curious, like what exactly that meant, like abdominal muscle separating. So I looked it up and it's actually a condition called diastasis recti. And I'm not, I'm not a doctor. So, you know, if I, I don't know. I just, I feel the need to say I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to diagnose anyone, but I'm just trying to raise awareness about these kinds of things because I actually read online that this is a really common condition um, in people that become pregnant, um, especially in a second or third or fourth pregnancy. Um, so it just has to do with the, um, the stomach being stretched to the point where the abdominal muscles, um, separate so they can separate, um, vertically or I guess horizontally. Like if you think of the abdominal muscles being, you know, six muscles in like two columns of three muscles each, diastasis recti will often be like a split down the middle. And so there will often be this, um, a look where the, the belly is kind of more poochy than, than it was before. So like, it's, it's just a little, um, it might look a little more flabby than before. And I just thought that was so interesting because it's just, it's one of these things where I feel like it's, it is common knowledge that women's bodies can change significantly after having a child, but actually thinking about what exactly that looks like, I just find it really interesting to think about exactly what changes can happen in someone's body after carrying a child and some of it is is really irreversible um when i was doing a, a little bit of research i didn't do a lot of research but i looked it up online on google and then i looked it up on youtube as well and i have to say most of the results that i got were about how it's such a problem and um, you know, here's some exercises to fix it. And should I get, um, a tummy tuck, you know, that kind of thing. And I think it, I think there were some doctors that said that it could be painful, but my friend that I was talking to about this, she actually just said that it's not actually an issue. It's just cosmetic. And so she's not going to get any surgery done just because of the cosmetic, um, the cosmetic reasons. And I can really see it either way. Um, well, this, this particular friend of mine and I have talked about, um, just cosmetic surgery and, um, we've talked about how we're really against it, but I guess my, my viewpoint has changed on that over the last few years just because of 
different people I've been exposed to and different conditions and circumstances in which people might want to alter their bodies. And, you know, it really is not anyone else's business what someone chooses to do with their body. So I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't have any lessons to learn from this particular point of just how people's bodies can change with pregnancy. You know, if this condition is something you experience and you want to have it surgically fixed just for cosmetic reasons, like you can do that. I don't think there's any moral superiority or inferiority to getting or not getting a surgery based on what you want for your own body. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, and then, so the last four points, I did write them out as four different points, but they all kind of blend together. Um, so before I moved to New Orleans about three months ago, um, I had just discovered that one of my friends, um, her sibling came out as non-binary. So instead of saying brother or sister, my friend calls her sibling just her sibling now, and they go by they, them pronouns. And that was actually, um, actually the first person I had personally known to come out as non-binary. But then when I moved here to New Orleans, um, I actually started meeting a lot of people that identify as non-binary. And it just, it opened this whole new door, a new perspective for me, especially in regard to this project, because I've been thinking a lot about, you know, I want to expand representation of women. um, And especially in this new chapter of my life, I've also really been exploring the ideas of masculinity and femininity. And a few of my close friends and I talk about that too, just in in relationships and relationship dynamics and how masculine and feminine energy, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to line up with masculine being male and feminine being female. You can have a masculine woman and a feminine man. I believe in a in a queer partnership where either you have two of the same gender or you have someone non-binary and someone that's um, one or the other. I, I feel like you would have masculine and feminine polarity just because of how a relationship works. I mean, I'm not, I'm just talking about that in terms of speculation because the, the people that I've met here that identify as non-binary, I haven't actually, I don't feel like I am close enough friends with any of these people that I can ask them about their relationships and the dynamics and all of that stuff and how they view their own gender identity and all of that stuff. I don't feel close enough with any of these people yet that I can really dive into those topics. I I hope I can at some point, but it doesn't feel right yet.
Um, but it's just interesting. It, it's just gotten me thinking about the role that gender plays in this project. And um, my, my next point, which just, I mean, the, the next few points, like all kind of tie together that I, I've wanted to expand representation. That's, those are, those are kind of the, the two key words, expanding representation. Um, and another key word is diversity. And so the way that I chose to explore diversity was through different cultures. So I made all these characters and then I recruited artists, uh, writers and illustrators from all around the world to have different cultural perspectives. But I recognized that with my own biases and my own perspective, there's really a limit to how much diversity I really can include. And I'm not trying to necessarily give myself a pass, like to say, oh, well, I didn't know and blah, blah, blah. And it's fine. Like, I'm just going to continue. But it just, I feel like it can get really muddy and really messy when you try to please everyone versus sticking to one demographic and one way, or at least a more narrow and specific way to show diversity. So I feel like I'm being really vague right now, but it's just my, my goal is to see more of something we haven't seen a lot of, which is older women in media. The goal is not to exclude anyone or to shame anyone. It's not to hate on men. Like it's, it's actually like so not that. Like I'm not at all saying I don't think there should be men in media. I think there should, and I think there should be individuals that identify as non-binary as well. And it just gets really muddy when, when I think about, oh, well, did I, like, just starting to question myself of, like, did I choose the right demographic to advocate for, you know? Like, I... I realized that I don't actually have anyone, any characters in my project that identify as non-binary. And I honestly, it would feel disingenuous to just throw in a character that identifies as non-binary now just to fill that slot. Um, It also makes me think about how there were a lot of people that I contacted that I was in communication with about different characters and then they ended up 
dropping off for whatever reason, whether specifically communicating their departure with me or not. And one of those artists, I actually realized that um, this person had used pronouns she, her when I first recruited them. But then I noticed on their Instagram page, after I didn't hear from them anymore, I noticed they changed their pronouns to they, them. And I thought, oh, I wonder if they thought that I didn't want them on the project anymore because they changed their gender expression or gender identity. And that, that honestly made me a little sad because I wouldn't necessarily have told them they can't be on the project anymore though I think I, I I'm not sure it's like I I feel like I still would have wanted the character to be a woman though again it's not because I don't want to include more gender representation in the project it's just that I want to stick to the one that I want to advocate for which is women. And yeah, I mean, it, it, there's, there's really, there's no lesson here. There's no, and here's the conclusion. It's just this bunch of question marks. Like, am I making the right decision? Is this being inclusive enough? Um, it just, like, because, because my perspective has expanded and I have, become more connected with people that identify as non-binary it does just make me think like like am i doing enough to advocate for underrepresented people and it just it's like i i can see it both ways and i i just I think I am going to stick to the way that I have been doing it, that I can see it both ways of like, oh, I should include non-binary people too, so let's throw in a character that's non-binary. But then, like I said before, it would not feel genuine because that wasn't my intention and it would feel more like I'm simply trying to please someone versus this is who my character is and this is something that really means something to me and I think I can I can just spend so much time flip-flopping back and forth because as I get to know more people that identify as non-binary it it does feel like more of an important thing for me but it also doesn't feel like something that I need to completely transform my entire project just because of this one thing. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned this in um, in the diner owning superheroes, um, Tunvi and Gabby. They are the only gay characters in the entire project. I mean, there is, um, Candace's older son is also gay. 
Um, and there's also, there's like, there's like sexuality that's kind of ambiguous with other characters, like who knows? And honestly, like who cares? Like it's not, it doesn't actually matter to their character. Like not, not to say that gender and sexuality don't matter, but it's like the point of this project with representing older women is that their character is not about how they're old. And I didn't want anyone's character to be about how they're gay too. I don't think that is actually helpful in representation to have a character's identifying trait to be what sets them apart. I think it's important to have a very well-rounded character that is relatable, but also has traits that are underrepresented as well. And yeah, I mean, just going back to, I don't, I don't want to exclude anyone. Like I still like men. I still like young people, but it's just that we need to see more diversity and there's no way that a project like this can be perfect and 100% without personal bias. And I just have to own that I want to focus on women and I don't want to exclude men. Um, I don't want to exclude non-binary people, but I also want to focus on women. And I just thought it would be, it just, it felt important to acknowledge that. And I don't know, you know, like, like I said at the beginning, like this, this can be kind of controversial. And, you know, if you have thoughts for or against the things I've been saying, please reach out. Like I'm, I'm actually, I, I'd like to think that I've gotten to a point in my life where hearing different opinions and changing my mind about things is actually the norm rather than sticking so tightly to my own beliefs that may or may not actually fit who I am now. But at the same time, I may or may not change my mind. So yeah, I mean, there really aren't any conclusive remarks I can make about any of these topics. Um, but that's that's actually all I have for today. So thank you for listening. And again, if you have any strong opinions about anything I talked about, whether that's um, how people's bodies change with time, with age, with pregnancy, with whatever other conditions that I may not be aware of, and just thoughts about masculinity, femininity, relationship dynamics, polarity, 
and non-binary gender expression. If you have any thoughts that align or clash with anything I talked about, I would love to hear from you. Whyisnotwithered at gmail.com or you can write a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can write on my Podbean. I think there's a place for comments there. You can also comment on whyisnotweather.com, where all the podcast episodes are also uploaded. So thank you again for listening, and I will see you. Or <laughs> I always say that. I will see you. No, I'm not seeing any of you. Well, I do see some people liking um, my posts on my website. So thank you for those of you that have been doing that, that, that makes me feel seen and I appreciate that. Um, but you will hear me again next month. Bye-bye.